0: So I think that we could get started and everyone will join in the meantime.
1: Okay. Well, why don't we open up with a quick intro
0: um,
1: about yourself and like EPS, I think would probably be the best uh, route at first. So yeah, we'll start there.
2: All right. So uh, hey, everyone, thanks for joining in. Uh, this is a full house. Uh, awesome. So a uh, little bit about me. Uh, I'm Hirsch, uh, founder and uh, project lead at PPNS, uh, uh, which uh, a lot of people also call as ESPN oh. sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, uh aside, we are Ethereum push notification yeah. service. Uh, uh, though, uh, that has become a misnomer now, girls, because we have gone multi-chain. Uh, and yeah uh, what we do well we basically are building uh, the world's first communication layer uh, starting with ethereum then moving to layer 2s and then uh, following that with all other blockchains Uh, when i say uh, communication layer uh, i am of course uh, uh, referring to the fact that uh, uh, what we are building is an open decentralized uh, communication protocol Using which uh, any Web3 service, uh, whether you are a DAP, whether you are a smart contract, whether you are a backend, uh, you are now finally able to send uh, uh, communications or notifications to uh, users uh, of Web3 that are wallet addresses. So, TLDR, uh, uh, we are enabling communications that are tied to uh, a user's wallet address in a multi-chain way. Uh, this network is uh, open, uh, which means that uh, the notifications or the communications that comes to your wallet address, uh, they are not siloed uh, under uh, any website. Uh, in fact, uh, they are open like uh, just like uh, your blockchain data. Uh, that means that uh, in the very short future, uh, crypto wallets uh, or popular crypto wallets would just tap into our network and will be able to show you important notifications, whether it's about uh, your loans uh, getting liquidated or governance proposals that are coming and going, or even uh, you chatting to uh, a different wallet address. Uh, now uh, All of it uh, will be covered through EPNS. Uh, we started uh, uh, back in uh, March 2020 through Eat Global Hackathon. And right now we uh, launched on uh, Ethereum. I think we launched on Ethereum six weeks back. Uh, we are working with uh, a lot of cool projects like uh, Uniswap, MakerDAO, DxDX, Polygon, Gitcoin, and so on. Uh, which we call uh, uh, we call them very fondly as friends of EPMS, and yeah, that's uh, a bit about us and a very short bit about journey.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, so I think something that you said that I uh, kind of caught me by surprise was um, I think you said that the the notifications. Uh, like, uh, so the notifications that I get are they on chain?
2: Um, like Got it. It- that's that's actually a very cool cool question. So, okay. uh, uh, the notifications uh, which you get, uh, they are uh, uh, off chain. Uh, they're stored on the decentralized network uh, that is powered by the push nodes. Uh, the version 0 of notifications they were solely built on-chain but we realized very quickly that most of the activities of Web3 they are not uh, on-chain for example you don't want to be notified when you are liquidated that will just be sad Uh, you want to be notified uh, before you are liquidated therefore you know uh, while you will be using on-chain data uh, you really don't need notifications to be on-chain. So uh, that's what we did. Uh, we basically moved uh, all the notifications or all the communications uh, to our network, the push network, which enabled us to become gasless for everything the user wants to do, and also enabled us to go to multi-chain, even support Solana in the future if you want.
1: Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to stay tied to um, EVM solutions. You can branch out to, like, let's say the IBC ecosystem and uh, other ecosystems uh, away from EVM, correct? Correct. Okay, nice. Um, Okay, so... uh, So, like, uh, go ahead, Kadeem.
0: So what would you say is, like, the top use case right now that you've seen or, like, the most um, um, uh, popular use of DNS at the moment?
2: Got it. I mean, uh, the most popular use case, of course, comes from DeFi, uh, but uh, uh, communication is something which is so crucial that... uh, it basically is involved in our day-to-day life, uh, so we do uh, see use cases, or you know, some of them innovative use cases coming from uh, notifications uh, from Coindesk or coming from notifications which are getting delivered from the Defiant. Uh, Defiant is, of course, very, very popular. Because, as I said, uh, everyone wants to make sure that uh, their loans and their uh, uh, crypto, uh, they're safe, and uh, EPMs basically enables that. Uh, The One other thing, or one more popular use case uh, which we are seeing is uh, uh, on the governance side of things, and also on the NFT side of things. So, uh, for example, before us, uh, there was no way for you to reach out to uh, a wallet address, right? And that basically meant that uh, NFT buyers and sellers, uh, they cannot retarget each other or, you know, whenever the auction occurs, that, uh, 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 that just happens. At a very pseudo level, because unless you are very interested and you are going back to the website and refreshing in and again, you will not uh, get to know uh, when you are uh, outbitted. Uh, so ePayments uh, also solves that. And uh, as I said, that you know uh, communication is something that is ingrained in all of our lives, uh, and all we have to see is. Uh, you know, just by a way of the example, like uh, whenever we get up in the morning, we uh, look at our mobile phones and uh, we see all the notifications or all the communications coming from the Web2 apps like uh, important emails or important things from Monday or uh, Slack or uh, uh, important uh, uh, tweets uh, or uh, any uh, important updates from our social media, uh, or you know, if you are doing any payments on PayPal, on Venmo, or anything else, even something as personal as you know, talking to friends on WhatsApp, everything is driven by communication. That's that was just Web two, uh, and on Web three, uh, something like this thing exists. So. Uh, kind of fill in uh, a very crucial gap, uh, which was, uh, uh, which was as simple as you know, services reaching out to their users and saying that hey, something of importance might have occurred, but what do you want to do? That's the experience
0: we are uh, bringing on Web 3.0. Okay, and can you talk um, a little bit more? about the tech stack. So I know you said that it's um, open source. So can you talk more mm-hmm. about how like uh, developers can plug in into the notification system and how that looks? Got it. Got it. So how deep do you want me to go in there? Like really, really deep or uh,
2: just a high level
0: part of it? Uh, we have some time. We could yeah. <laughs> like not too <laughs> crazy, but definitely like we we definitely want to get like into the meat of it. Awesome. So, uh, in essence, the EPNS uh,
2: protocol, it operates on three ecosystem cogs. Uh, the first is something which we call as EPNS core. Uh, this is a smart contract that resides uh, purely on Ethereum and uh, any services that want to send notifications they have to come and they have to activate themselves on this epns com smart contract uh epns core smart contract uh this basically forms the layer for governance and the layer for the utility of the token
0: uh
2: because uh, if we want to uh if you want to ge- deactivate a particular service because they are sending bad notifications or obscene notifications, then we wanted to create a way by which it could be done in a decentralized way. And EPNS Core, uh, uh, this governance ecosystem kind of handles that. Uh, so once a service activates themselves on EPNS Core, after that, we have. Uh, another major component of our uh, ecosystem, which is called as uh, EPNS.com middleware. Uh, This middleware comprises of two things. The first is the smart contract, uh, which is basically a communication uh, smart contract middleware, which we deploy on any blockchain that we want to support. The idea is that if you're a smart contract, you can just send... uh, your notifications to our EPNS com smart contract and uh, from there we can carry it forward. The second major uh, thing the EPNS com middleware implements is uh, a SDK uh, which enables gasless transaction using EIP 712. So if you are a DApp, you are a backend, you don't have to interact with the smart contract, you just uh, uh, Form the JSON payload, uh, sign it with EIP712, and once you have signed it, uh, you send it out to something that is known as push nodes in the EPNS ecosystem. The push nodes uh, they work in a proof of stake system, and they are validator and indexes node. Uh, their job is to listen for all the communication that is coming from either the EPNS gong, gasless SDK or the EPNS smart contracts. Once a communication comes in, uh, they quickly verify it uh, via EPNS core smart contract to make sure uh, that the service who is sending the smart contract, uh, who who is sending the communication, they're authorized to send it along with some other checks. Once all of these checks uh, happen, after that, the communication is uh, admitted into the network and is indexed. And after that, any crypto content uh, or any crypto wallet or any crypto uh, extension can just tap into the network and can show these notifications or these wallet-to-wallet chats out to uh, the Web3
0: wallet addresses. Hope that was not too technically. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, definitely. Um and then also, I guess, the um, token, too. So I'm kind of curious about the whole um, incentivization structure that you have, um, both like incentivizing the users um, and then also like the token holders. So I'm kind of curious to hear more about your um, tokenomics behind it, too. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Actually, uh, our token, which is called the push token, uh, it basically forms an entire bank of the infrastructure. As he said, uh, the push nodes, which enable the open P2P communication layer, uh, these are validated nodes. And uh, uh, we want users to run these validated nodes because, of course, that makes the entire thing decentralized and trustless. That's what uh, all of us are working for on web 3 And push uh, tokens comes into effect over here because... Uh, Uh, anyone who wants to run these validator nodes, they have to follow the proof of stake concept, uh, which is uh, that you have to stake some push tokens. And after that, you can run the validator nodes. And for running the validator nodes, you will be rewarded in uh, uh, push tokens. And, you know, if uh, a node is malicious, then course, you'll be slashed. So that's uh, one of the core cool utility of the push token. The other core cool utility of the push token dives into the utility part of things. Uh, remember, this is a very live uh, decentralized communication middleware, and it will have, uh, and it does have and will have several settings that you need to change from time to time. For example, there's a fee switch that can be flipped uh, for all the services that are sending notifications right now. If uh, in the future uh, the community wants to charge some sort of fee uh, to these protocols, then they can flip the switch, along with you know defining uh, the fee uh, the fee ranges and mm-hmm. uh, the spam settings and. Uh, a lot of other things so that part uh, is a utility part of the push token for which uh, uh the push token is used for uh then we have uh, the other cool part which is a governance style we uh we basically deserve 53 percent of the push tokens for the community and uh, uh the way uh, i mean the vision was that uh, uh The community uh, or the push uh, holders, they decide what uh, will be the future of EPNS protocol and how to take it forward. Uh, We recently launched uh, uh, the phase zero of the governance over there. Uh, You can check it out at gov.epns.io. But yeah, the push token uh, essentially controls that as well. And the fourth, which is the most coolest utility, which we have designed for the push token, comes in the form of the P split. Uh, So, what we have created, or what we are creating, is, again, uh, decentralized communication middleware, right? And uh, once you create that, uh, people will use that to chat to each other, and services will use uh, use that to send notifications to users, Uh, which, in essence, means that at one point of time, the protocol will enable... uh, Uh, these services or the protocol will charge these services some sort of fees. And what push token enables uh, the users or the governance holders to do is basically split that fees into two parts. Uh, The one part which goes to uh, all the people who have had push tokens and the other part goes to the crypto wallets that uh, embrace the network, uh, making sure that the game theory is... uh, uh please and design as a win-win for everyone
1: okay um just going taking a few steps back uh we talked about staking uh for the network i was wondering what the current staking apy is
2: got it so staking for the network it's going to go live probably by q3 right now we have yield farming and normal staking which is life uh, that can be uh, uh that can be uh, done by visiting uh, incentives.epnls.io i i m c n m- b i v b- e s.epnls.io e- P- uh the yield farming apr it's around 70% right now and the staking apr it's around 20% uh well, the proof of the stake uh, for push nodes, uh, that will go live probably by Q three.
1: Awesome. So you, 30% was the staking, uh, the goal for staking?
2: Yes. So if you're just uh, staking push normally, uh, then I think it's around uh, uh, 30%. And if you are uh, doing the staking via using LP token, then uh, it's around uh, 70%. Okay, nice. That's Yeah,
1: I, I had to double check because that's a, a big staking reward. So definitely worth uh, yeah. farming it right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any like new chains on your horizons that you would like to, to get onto next? Um, yeah i think that's yes
2: so we are moving to alpha drop <laughs> uh yep uh so uh guys i mean uh, uh we are going to come on uh polygon very very soon and we are going to come on harmony uh very very soon as well harmony and polygon they are both are friends and they have helped us out the ton to shape the protocol. So the idea was always to uh, go uh, towards uh, these blockchains or these layer 2s that are performing really, really well. Uh, so yeah, the, the drop is that, yes, we are coming on Harmony very soon. Uh, we even uh, have a little something extra, like, the biggest biggest alpha league which i cannot really just get right now but yeah it involves harmony as well but yeah tldr we are coming on harmony and we are coming on polygon and then that will be followed by a lot of uh, other blockchains very shortly
1: okay nice that's that's good to hear uh do you have a rough timeline for the uh when you guys are live on harmony so we can get a little bit of an idea of when this innovation is going to be rolled out?
2: Uh, Yeah, rough timeline. It's around a couple of months. Right now, we are just uh, in the middle of deploying uh, the testnet out. Uh, The only thing we have to really test at this point of time is whether the network is capable to handle the scalability. Uh, Let's not forget Harmony is very fast and it's very scalable, and therefore uh, we need to make sure that the network is stretched, tested enough. So yeah, we are giving ourselves two months time to do exactly that, and yeah, within two to three months we'll probably be on Harmony, harmonizing uh, notifications on Harmony.
1: Yes, okay, great, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, we're hoping building up harmony too. So it's great that we're having, uh, you on, um, awesome. yeah. So one question that I, that I had, um, was, uh, since that you guys are mainly on public chains right now, do you think privacy, uh, like privacy chains will change the aspect of your product going forward? Like, uh, for example, like on Secret Network, do you think, uh, obviously you would have to pay gas, but do you think you could maybe, do uh, you think it would be feasible for the EPNS service to be on-chain rather than off-chain? Or what would...
2: Um... Got it. So EPNS yeah. service is designed for uh, both on-chain and off-chain. things. As I said, the B 0 was completely yeah. on-chain. But then we found uh, out by working with, you know, the friends of EPNS, like I said before, with Unisbap, with Arway, uh, with d dx Gitcoin, Polygon, that most of the things that uh, are required by the dao can be done gaslessly through obtain uh, and still be verifiable if we create a network. So that's what we did. Uh so, yeah, uh, short answer is even for the privacy network, uh, we can come over there. Uh, the broader vision over here is to be the de facto web communication layer. We created this entire space, and, uh, of course, we have a lot of support from the awesome community. So now, uh, instead of just being on Ethereum and just being on the tml 2s We want to occupy all the space. So yeah, privacy blockchains are also something that's on our mind. And, you know, uh, we are researching on uh, how to come on them in the most efficient way as well.
1: Yeah, nice. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we could build up those connections here soon too. Uh, Possibly get you guys on secret or something. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Is there any... Like when I think of main, many DeFi protocols and just protocols in general, when it comes to blockchain, uh, I kind of split. You can split it up into two kinds of users. Uh, I often look like uh, look at it, where there's power users, where you know there's the people who are using the stuff all the time, uh, people who are on many chains and interacting with all these different kinds of protocols. And then there's retail users who are um, who are more easy, who are more likely to opt out for um, services that are like well marketed and just well uh, have better user experiences for them. So I was kind of wondering how you guys were uh, looking at capturing like a retail audience or just capturing a bigger audience. Uh, I think is a better way to phrase that question.
0: Yeah.
2: That's actually a very nice question. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, the the thing with retail audiences as well as advanced users is like everyone needs communication, and that's how we are. Uh, 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 that's how we are targeting our audiences. So, uh, for example, like one of uh, the most popular channels we have. Uh, Right now, on our protocol, is uh, uh, the ETH gas station, which kind of notifies the wallet address whenever the gas is down to a normal level. Uh, the other most popular one is uh, the wallet tracker, which is in staging, but it kind of notifies you uh, whenever you send or receive ETH in your wallet Uh, Now, that is something, like that notification is something which is so simple and so needed and yet was not there because there was no communication there that could power it. And uh, I would say that even retail users, they benefit from it. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I would say that uh, those are the ways by which we target retail users. We kind of try to see what's the basic uh, communication thing, which is absolutely, absolutely required uh, for anyone to be on Web3. And we uh, either uh, uh, work with projects that are working on uh, those things to get the notification out to the user, or we do it ourselves. And then for the advanced users, of course, you know, uh, uh, the sky is the limit. Because uh, if you're a DeFi advanced user, again, uh, near loan liquidation alerts, uh, staking, API changes, uh, uh, challenge period expiry, or uh, uh, epoch ending, uh, those things are really, really important or crucial for you. And now you can get those notifications uh, if you are into governance, then new proposals coming either via off-chain uh, through snapshot or tally or on-chain to uh, compound governance or make a DAO governance or any other governance both of which you need to make sure that you know you are participating in a DAO in the way that uh, was intended to be and you know EPNS solves that and you know, you know people are talking a lot about Metaverse. But, you know, how will we talk uh, to each other on Metaverse? The answer is, of course, you know, wallet-to-wallet chat needs to be there. Uh, And wallet-to-wallet chat cannot work well until you have notifications that power uh, them up. Now, all we have to see is, like, again, WhatsApp. We talk to each other through notifications via WhatsApp platform. So the idea is to you know bring all these communication critical infrastructure via EPMS to every
1: okay great um, and then you were talking a little bit on governance uh, I kind of just for my time in crypto I've seen a handful of uh, like governance aggregators is that a, a market at all that you guys are looking at exploring because I think you guys are set up Really well for it, but it's just a matter of, uh yeah, if it's in your guys's uh, vision or not.
2: It is, it is actually. We are working with Snapshot, and uh, we are friends with Ali as well. So hopefully, very soon we'll start working with them also. Um And you know, uh, even at this point of time, uh, if you're a Snapshot user and a proposal comes by uh, a Snapshot. Uh, for any project, if you uh, are a subscriber to that uh, project, then you know, you will be notified that the proposal is up or uh, that's actually a reality right now. If you go to app.tp and just opt into snapshot notifications.
1: Okay, great. Um, and then just another question that just spouted up, uh, came up. Do you, ha- do you guys have any notification services around uh, MEV at all? So like if you got sandwiched or um, people are getting front-runned on uh, a token that you're wanting to sell or, or something like that, do you guys have any insights as far as uh, like what's going on on the MEV front?
2: That's actually a very nice idea. We didn't really think about it till now, but that's a <laughs> great idea to work on. Uh, as I mean, because we are a communication layer, so we don't decide what logic uh, the services want to send notifications for. Uh, so even if we are not building something, any other developer any other project can come just basically activate themselves on the protocol and start building these cool things out uh, that's that's basically the power of uh, a communication middleware uh, so yeah while i'll uh, definitely ask my team to have a look at it i would also encourage if anyone is interested to just go ahead and dive into uh, creating this sort of notification and solving the problem for all of us.
1: Great. Well, if, if you want any more ideas like that, I'm, I'm always around.
2: <laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, um,
1: sure. yeah, uh, anytime. Uh, I'm a free often. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think we got a pretty good idea on, uh, EPS here. Uh, Kadim or Mike, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to ask before we move on to, into the uh, narratives and whatnot?
0: Um, I think my last question is kind of um, open. I guess, what are you, um, I guess, um, looking forward to in the next three to six months or even going forward to the next or to the end of the year for EPNS? Um, so, like, what are some of the big things you see coming up that you want to, um, I guess, tell everyone about?
2: So, uh, guys, I mean, there's so many things happening right now at. Uh, uh, oh, man. Now I'm <laughs> forgetting that. But yeah, there's so many things happening uh, for EPNS right now uh, and for the past six months that uh, we have literally. Uh, uh, put up a job posting for uh, more PR <laughs> content writers because uh, uh, there's so many uh, press releases that are getting written. Uh, but yeah, in terms of tangible items, uh, we are working uh, towards wallet-to-wallet chat. Uh which was the next best uh, the next best thing after notification that we wanted to do. We conducted a POC right around January and now we are just solidifying it. Uh, what's cool is that this wallet to wallet chat, uh, as I said, it's open. so it doesn't uh, need to, uh, to be tied to a website. And crypto fund then can just tap into it and show you these uh, chats, like your blockchain data. But what's cooler is that uh, the way we are building it, we are building it for Web3 and not for Ethereum or Polygon or Harmony or uh, something else. Which basically means that you as a wallet address can mm-hmm. even talk to a wallet address of Solana. And the same goes for notifications. Uh, even if uh, you are uh, basically logged into Phantom and the Phantom integrates us, then you as a user will be able to uh, get notifications from Uniswap of Ethereum or Uniswap of Polygon or where EPNS project is. So those are uh, some of the coolest things uh, that are coming. There are also... I mean, around four or five surprises right now that are uh, just lined up, either waiting approval uh, from some legal and compliance or uh, waiting approval from, uh, or waiting uh, to be written uh, as a press release and uh, have a funnel formed in. So yeah, uh, these three months or six months is going to be all about uh, EPNS. Which, by the way, will also be planned in the coming three to six months. Uh, So, yeah, lots of exciting, fun stuff that's going to happen. Uh, Stay tuned.
0: Nice, I'm excited. Okay, so, Luke, do you want to kick off the second half?
1: Yeah. I'd like to start off with. I think Discord is down, so um, what I usually write Still all my is
0: also down too. Oh, great! What what I,
1: I usually write all my narratives on and whatnot is is offline, so I have to go off my memory. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the the biggest thing this, that happened this week. Uh, Was the FTM, Andre leaving FTM and uh, not leaving FTM, but cutting his relationships with uh, FTM, Urine Finance, and uh, yeah, moving on to a new, um, yeah, goals and aspirations. Um, With this, like we saw a lot of like the Urine Finance protocol, I mean, the Urine ecosystem uh, collapse over the weekend. Not collapse, but, uh, was bearish, um, over the weekend. And then we kind of had the bounce back today. Um, I, yeah, I think ultimately this is, uh, it might be a more of a overall bearish, uh, scenario, but I think, um, I think ultimately the teams behind urine finance and FTM and, and, uh, yeah, the rest of the urine ecosystem are going to continue building. Uh, that's kind of what I got, uh, not told, but uh, was, that was the general feel behind the the messages and the sentiment. So, um, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of just getting lost. So,
0: what are your thoughts about this whole situation? So, I think there's, like, a couple things that just kind of calls to issue. Like, it's one, um you know, like, is it really a decentralized protocol if, like, this happens when one person leaves? And then also, like, what are your just, like, personal thoughts on, like, what um, Andre did?
1: Go yeah. On. So Oh, go ahead, Harsh, if you want to go. Yeah, so so personally, I met the
2: finance team um, during Ethan's book. And uh, they are some of the smartest people I know. So while and am relieving, given finances, of course, very sad and people are emotional because, you know, uh, someone who's leading the project or someone who's the face of the project uh, has left the project. But I'm still very bullish on hearing. Uh, uh, and the reason is because, you know, uh, Because of the nature of Web3 and because of the nature of the openness of the protocol, a protocol cannot really, really die. Of course, with the emotional waves coming in, uh, the sentiments might turn bearish for some point of time. But we have to remember, like, Bitcoin, it really doesn't have a founder. Uh, It only has a pseudonym, uh, and that's Satoshi Nakamoto. And that's okay. Now, we all, and we all like Bitcoin and we all owe it to Bitcoin to start this web-free transition. And that's such a powerful message in itself that uh, uh, decentralized and open protocol uh, by their very nature uh, can be picked up by the community and... uh, If the idea is right, if the community is behind them, then the network effect will prevail either in the short term or in the long term. So I'm still bullish on year and finance. I still think that's a very cool protocol. Uh, Andre leaving, I really don't know what what has happened in the background. He might be uh, tired. He might be burnt out. Uh, unless something comes from him, we cannot really tell. Uh, but yeah, Andre is a uh, really awesome developer. I have a lot of respect uh, for him. I also had, uh, uh, I, I was lucky enough to interact with him uh, in few moments on Telegram. So I do see that he's quite sharp and uh, You know, whatever the reason is that he has left Yarn, I don't think uh, that kind of shadows the awesome things that Yarn has done and the team behind the entire Yarn ecosystem. It's not just Android. So I would say that Yarn will keep on uh, growing uh, stronger and stronger as long as it has the community support, which is kind of true for everything, battery.
1: Yeah, I think that was very well said. Um, And then I I guess kind of elaborating on one of the questions that uh, Kadeem mentioned, but I don't think you touched too deep on was um, what are your thoughts on these very influential devs and um, kind of how the how the community like crypto Twitter and whatnot are so well revered. Do you think this is ultimately a a good thing or a bad thing? Or is it just, um, it's not a good thing or a bad thing, it's just neutral? Um, What are your thoughts on this glamorization of devs?
2: I think it's a good thing. I think devs or, you know, GigaBains, they finally got the recognition uh, they had to get like Vitalik heading Ethereum, that's just awesome, or awesome theater, uh, uh, building uh, ETH build and dancing and joking around. That has gotten so many developers excited uh, to build. Uh, so I think uh, uh, it's a very good thing because it attracts people, it attracts talent, and the talent basically... Uh, Uh, they basically get motivated to build things uh, to build cool shit and uh, some of those cool shit they basically will drive the next generation of crypto forward of course the the con is that uh, because of uh, the cult status these uh, uh, cool developers have or uh, these epic developers have Uh, Therefore, you know, if some of them leave uh, for the short time, the project suffers. But we have to remember also the fact that the project got that uh, momentum and the project got that cult following because uh, an epic developer was involved behind it. And after that, no matter for what reason they left, uh... it's it's still, the project is still at a much better stage because uh, of the following which they guided and which they drove to the project. So I would say overall, it's a good thing to happen. Uh, And at one point of time, these developers, they might drift away. Uh, And at that point of time, Mm -hmm. uh, they might be a short bearish sentiments for the project. But uh, I would say, overall, it's really good because it basically bootstrap the project with the community and uh, with the popularity that most of the cool projects present.
1: Yeah, I think that's very well put also. Uh, yeah, I think I share a lot of the same uh, thoughts around that. Um. Yeah. So what are, I'm, I'm going to ask this pretty, just late, uh, point blank and you don't have to have the the best answer, but what are your thoughts on the current macro market? Uh, harsh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. You don't have to answer it perfectly. (laughs) 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 Uh, Whatever you say though, I'm buying right after
2: know guys like uh, uh, the way I got into crypto was with the classic strategy of buy high and sell low and some of that is still quite true so uh, I do feel uh, I do feel that the market is uh, 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 still good at the moment but as I said like whenever I buy something that kind of goes down (laughs) So, maybe that's a bad thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little bit hard to buy low right now and so high. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I
2: yeah. think right... But I, I, I think the world is going through uh, some major transformations, uh, like the Ukraine and Russia war. Uh, and of course, you know, I stand with Ukraine. The world doesn't really need a wall right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, because of that, uh, uh, a lot of markets are spooked out. Crypto is outperforming them, uh, which yeah. kind of proves the point that uh, uh, we need a global currency and a currency that is backed by maths and not by leaders who can be very cool at one point of time and can have a total change of heart. At uh, a moment's notice, so uh, the overall sentiments or the long-range sentiments is always, uh, I mean, it's really, really good. Uh, but what will happen in the market? Uh, I mean, I'm not the right person to ask, guys. Like, uh, unless you want to lose a lot of money, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're right there with you. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we're just seeing so many interesting macroeconomics pan out right now that I, I would much rather ask the question than, than act like I know. Uh, so, like, right now we're having, um, like, wheat is almost near all-time high. Uh, and the last time it got to this level, it was the beginning of the financial crisis in 2008, I'm really sure. Um, and then we also have the massive... Ju- uh, massive short squeeze on nickel, which I did a little bit more diving into last night. And that was, there's a $5 billion short on nickel. And, uh, I guess there was a bunch of other hedge funds that were squeezing it. And, uh, yeah, that's why we have such interesting price action from nickel here recently. I, (laughs) am Yeah, I was almost going to ask what your thoughts on that was, but <laughs> I don't think we, any of us have the uh, good thoughts on that.
0: So how yep. do you think this is all going to impact the um, crypto market too?
1: I do not know. Um, yeah, I, I, we're about to find out,
0: I think. And the companies and like teams building, so like, I guess... I f- I feel like I kind of worry about you know building during this type of um, like environment and like what happens next because let's say if we do go into like a really bad bear market like a crisis like we haven't had a crisis since two, since um, two thousand eight so like what well, if that does come about again how does that look for our space? Uh. That's a very
2: interesting question. I am not very sure we, the crypto markets will go into a very bearish trend because uh, uh, after the start of the war, the market has actually bounced back. Uh, but I again, mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, though I would say like, you know, the bear bull cycle, I mean, really great projects come out from the beer cycle once they have gone through it. It's just, uh, I mean, in my head, it's uh, just our industry's way to eliminate bad projects and to bring out the innovation. Like, right after 2018 crash, we got DeFi, or 2017 crash, we got DeFi to come out, which made... uh, which enabled global uh, different Mm -hmm. banks to prop up like Aave or Compound. Uh, And I think, you know, uh, if that cycle occurs again, uh, we'll see new innovations and newer categories of crypto projects that will come out, which will be good for the market in the uh, long term. I mean, I always think about it like that, like... You know the best investment I did was buying 0.1 Bitcoin in 2015 when Bitcoin was thousand dollars, and then it went to two hundred dollars, right when I bought it. Uh Just as but now if I look at it, that's like the best investment I did. Uh So as long as we are we have good convictions about crypto, I mean I would. I would always say that you know don't go for short-term perspectives because uh, uh, Amazon or Apple or Google will never be made uh, uh, or was uh, they were never made in one year or two years so uh, as long as you believe in a project uh, investing in that project or investing in that technology there's no better time than whenever your convictions are high. Uh, but yeah, uh, when you ask about the market, the bull or the beer, uh, right now I would say sentiments are kind of divided. Uh, people do think that we probably have a beer market ahead of us. Uh, but yeah, in a way, I do think that's good because uh, I see cool waiting projects coming out of it every second yeah uh,
1: diamonds are built in, in tough periods so I think uh, r- you know a lot of projects are going to get uh, burned away during this time but I think we're definitely going to have the ones that survive are definitely going to be the strong ones to bet on from here on out yep um, okay and I think the last thing worth touching on is Metis. Uh, Do you know much about Metis, Harsh? uh, I'm kind of blanking Mm -hmm. out on it myself. It's kind of a newer... (laughs) It's kind of a newer um, L2. I'm really sure it's an optimistic roll-up for Ethereum. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, yeah, so I guess away from like optimism and Arbitrum, it uh, its main draw is it's kind of more of a community founded chain and uh, yeah I think we've seen a different, I'm trying to pull it up on DeFi Llama here so bear with me But um, we kind of see a different narrative around Metis than we do Arbitrum and uh, yeah after the FTM uh, or after Andre left and FTM had its bear period, a lot of that liquidity rotated over into Metis uh, this week. And we saw a lot of the Metis coins and exchanges do pretty well. Of course, I didn't have any allocations in it, but um, yeah. Uh, I thought this would be be something interesting to highlight and something to watch out for more in the the near future.
2: Um, Oh, cool yeah uh I mean i I don't know much about metals so I cannot really comment on them but I do think uh, uh, that uh, this year will be the year for layer tools uh I think the tech is
0: there uh, and there's so many cool things that are coming up polygon uh
2: harmony uh, metas uh optimist, uh, And again, Metis, I don't really know, but (laughs) Polygon, Harmony, Optimistic uh, Rollup, SQL Rollup, all of those uh, technologies, they're uh, uh, maturing a lot, uh, which basically means uh, uh, very cool things for the entire community. So yeah, very bullish on uh, L2 for this year. Uh, And
0: I do think that we'll probably solve the liberty issue
2: in this year, or if not, then uh, for sure, then 2023.
1: For good. What L2s are you most excited about? Uh,
2: How many? Uh, Polygon. Uh, I like ZK rollups as well, but uh, uh, I haven't used... uh, them lately uh but yeah harmony and pa- polygon they are uh, like our uh, two favorites uh reason reason is because you know for harmony I know uh I personally met Lee and a lot of Harmony team members and they're few of the smartest people I know uh same goes with polygon uh with polygon I mean suddenly as an investor and an advisor, so, so uh, it's basically uh, uh, it's basically conviction because I see uh, uh, Harmony and Polygon to be driven by a lot of uh, talented people uh, and talented people. So yeah, these two will be my favorites.
1: Nice. Um. Yeah, what what are mine? I think Celestia. Have you looked into Celestia at all? Uh, we had a talk with them recently. Uh, they have a pretty nice um, yeah idea for kind of a newer layer two, um, and then yeah, I think that's the the last big one that I'm excited for.
2: But uh, no, uh, this Shardium also, I'm very intrigued uh, by Shardium uh it's uh i don't think it's a layer
1: two though uh but yeah huh okay is that like a mix between oh that's probably just a sharded blockchain i was thinking that it's like a mix between shards and like validium but uh mm-hmm. yeah anyways <laughs> I, you, you give me a little bit of uh work to do uh something to research anyways <laughs> Okay. Um, I think this is probably a good time to end the call. Uh, discord never came back up, so I, I don't really have much more talking points and, uh, yeah, it, it was a good, yeah, it was a good call. Thanks for coming on. Uh, harsh. Uh, we should have the, the, the bullets, um, or no, the
0: notes for the call. Well, I'll get the call notes done soon. Um, yeah, probably today or tomorrow.
1: And then that will be on our uh, Daily Bullets with uh, 17,000 subscribers. So, uh, yeah, it should be a bigger audience than
0: what we had here today. Um, yeah, we're doing sure. this during the month of the day. So we're going to have the biggest crowd, but um, a lot of people do uh, li- listen to the recording afterwards, too.
2: Yes. Got it, got it, guys. And, you know, Discord not uh, performing, I again. Mean, that's actually one pitch. uh for us as well, like uh, if if instead of this, uh, Discord, we would have been talking on EPNS, which is a decentralized communication layer, you know, things would have been uh, a bit different. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, shameful plug inside. Uh, <laughs> nice plug. Nice <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> well, I,
1: I think with how things are going with Discord, you guys are going to be on top here pretty soon. So... <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna tweet about
0: it. <laughs> so yeah. No, you should. You should. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. So uh, oh.